Pulpery is brought to you by the Goddamn Sauce. Place your orders at thegdsauce.com. And, you know, I hate to be that dude, but, well, no, like... no, 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 that's... You're, you're in court. Like, well, th- don't look like you're stepping off the set. Like, like you just got finished rapping Fear and Loathing. And you got, you know, rings, multiple rings on it. Like, you're the... His hair slicked back. And his, you're the weird, shitty clone of Keith Richards. It, right, and like a scarf somewhere. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, actually... I shouldn't be that mean to Keith Richards. He's like, you know, if Steven Tyler had a had a chud baby. Welcome to Pulpourri, the podcast where we converse about the sports world and nerd culture and all points in between. It's the first week of May, and we're looking for answers to the following questions, like Moon Knight is looking for different ways to morph his outfit. How many souls does Mark Spector have? Why do we need a Weird Al biopic? And can Avatar live up to the hype? That has been created in all the fans' heads. All that and more on Pulpourri with Brock and Ben. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, speaking all right. of. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm jazzed <laughs> to talk about oh, Moonlight. Oh, I'm jazzed. Look at that. Oh, look at that costume. <laughs> so... We got to go back. Yeah, Steve, Steve is Steven's my favorite character, by the way. It's just it's all about Steve. Mark's, well, yeah, Mark's um, dope, and I can never remember the chick's name. Um, Layla, isn't it like Layla or something? I don't know. She's Horrete. What's the hippopotamus name? Uh, Awate or or Hawate. Yeah. So now she's her. Well, sorry. We'll we'll do this. We're gonna go over episode five and six. As best we as will we try can. not to do the fever dream as, as we did as, the last as, time we did two episodes. As best as we can, because these two episodes were... Um, I believe it would be called jam-packed. Jam-packed and jazzy <laughs> with mushrooms sprinkled in, is what it was. I think that's. I think we just hit all of but the... But we did have a, a giant bird skeleton fighting a giant crocodile at yes, one point. Yes, so. we did. And it was apparently they're on the same magic mushrooms as the Northman is. <laughs> you know what? If every movie and show is it, like takes these this model, I will fucking love it. Especially if go. Marvel goes in the North. Well, man, Thor's there anyway. So how did episode five start? Well, it you know to not to not belabor it, but so um, I will. A lot of times we like to suck our own dicks on this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will say this. I was so far off on the personality issue here. Thinking that Kanchu took like a dead dude's soul and put it into a living body. Which is what I was trying to say earlier yeah. when we were watching it. And we were, you, you ex- explained it. You learned me. <laughs> Well, it's just it, so with like episode five, like I totally found out, which I do like because it, it's more based in real life, which I think like yeah. that's something how yeah. uh, certain certain mul- multiple, not every multiple personality disorder, but certain ones do arise is because of trauma that yes. someone inflicts that you create this yeah. other person to quote unquote escape from, right? Disassociative that, that, and then you got like the psychotic. I'm not a fucking doctor, but. In this case, 
Yeah, Steve. Ep- episode five. It was dark. Mark Darky. created Stephen. Yeah, because his mother is a horrible human being, almost as bad as the priest in <laughs> the trailer for Men, Men. from Alex Garland. <laughs> Don't worry, you're gonna get a lot of that coming. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, after the twentieth. Um, the mother. Holy, she that was brutal. Well, and the fact that it went on for so long, forever, yeah, and and that not not only is it the the guilt of her blaming him for the death of her youngest son, and that she turns into a raging alcoholic, doesn't show up for birthdays, just and um, I you know it, it, it I I have luckily I haven't had to go through something like that. But Neither have I. I, it, I'm, I'm curious to know how real, because it, it all seemed very kind of psychologically real, like in terms of like what people go through. Yes. And that yes. The the scene where uh, Mark's outside of her funeral, I, I forget the term oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the, the Shiva oh, yeah, right. or. Because they were um, at a wake for. Yeah. Because I asked that. But yes, he couldn't open any other door in the, the hospital. While Steve is learning this, and then at the funeral, yeah. he was allowed to come in to be there. To, I mean, did he have to be there with Stephen when she, when that reveal happened? Yeah. You think? Well, because that's what... He kept saying, we need to go, we need to go, we need to go. You don't need to know this, you don't need to know this. Well, because or it's like, because Stephen didn't know his origin. Because Stephen kept thinking he was like, he was uh, thinking like I was, that he's a separate person and Mark has been implanted correct right and mark then when he finds the out that he's a creation of mark's consciousness right and then that leads to the uh the the moment of the ship where he he then comes to terms very quickly Stephen comes to terms very quickly with who he is and that he is he is mark he is a part he's, of mark he's an alt of mark yeah instead of him being in charge He's the passenger. Yeah, but which, I, which it, is funny because when it, when the show started, he was the what's the word I want to I want to use the uh, the primary the alpha. Yeah, he was the one that was working in a gift shop and doing all that. Even though Mark had done this this other stuff, well, that's the mercenary. What, so like that's what we saw. Well, ex- thank you. My point. But he also, yeah, I mean, he misses date by like two days, and but or it just which which it comes full circle when we get to toward the end yeah. here. But but just but just real fast to me, like the the gut wrenching scene of episode five was when he couldn't go into his mother's shiva, and remember mm-hmm. he's out in the street, and 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 that that was one where in his ultimate paint like that thing like this woman who was like absolute shit to him yep and with her absence then all of a sudden like this meaning or something is gone and then that's when he His reverts whole... back into mark and i think that's where like our story so right like he no longer needs this because the root of his yeah creating steven is gone so that yeah. void's gone now right but again who, who knows what's real at this point because we bounce around from the hospital and we'll find out in episode six that that's not necessarily the case the whole hospital yeah and um 
I like it because it was that part of it too. I like because it was this sort of like combination of ancient religion and like the Matrix. Right. Like it's it's where the architect lives. <laughs> and I said that I was like, okay, so they where they're in the afterlife. I guess would be the only word for it. Yeah. Or they were. I don't. I don't know. You can. But go it's away. like yeah. It's like. Like when they were in the asylum, it, 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 and that's what was the, that him being sedated? Was that really happening? Well, so if you, and that's what was interesting about it is, if you look at it from what the hippo told them, right? That's how their mind tries to interpret the duat, the the expansive the, desert the, of the, the, the Egyptian the, underworld, right? But then when he's in Val, Valhalla, heaven, whatever yeah. you want to call it. When he's in the asylum and he's talking to Dr. Harrow, <laughs> they're trying to say, like, no, this is real. Yeah, no, no. And what Where you're, you're going out, out now, there and doing. This table and me and yeah. this is real. And, and, and you're you keep having, flipping. And, and flipping. you're having delusions, which is why you're blacking out. But this is real. Right. But then you realize it's not because he meets Steve and Mark come together. They actually yeah. hug and touch, so that's clearly not based in real life. That's got to be in their head, mentally, the whole... Well, and that's what I liked mental about... Mental jail, yeah. mental prison. With Again, with episode five and where it eventually got to, and when they were showing that there were there were these two brothers and then yeah. all of a sudden i was thinking i was like well you know maybe it is at first it was like oh they're fucking twins or you know and there's this weird like cosmic connection or something you know right you think that each kid represents mark or steve right yeah which it in, ends up being because he creates steve as God. yeah but like at, at, at first i i was utterly convinced the first the first watching of that of episode five that the little brother was steven right that's what i'm saying yeah yeah exactly and then it was like no it was, I mean, he was robert I think right that's what, was, was. That's, that's yeah. what i was like convinced that they were brothers he died and then he created him in it's, his head yeah. so he still had his brother with him yeah nope it was like you said robert chad whatever <laughs> his fucking name was <laughs> alex brad white bread um chandler so, and then, yeah, and then I I like the again like 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 we talked about whether it was the Northmen or in this one it's Assassin Creed's origins oh yeah coming to life which that was one of the DLCs where you go in and you go into the afterlife yep of, and then you're like oh. and there's the fucking boat sailing over the sands like it was but that's that's what. Well, we'll get to that. She did that, too. Yeah. We had a boat flying over sands in episode six. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> I can't get it. But, oh, yeah. Oh, Jazz, I mean, tell you about the... Yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it's like, I mean, that's the that's the real meaning of that, of episode five, is it's when... We see it in episode six, but episode five is when the two personalities learn to coexist. Exactly. Like, they, they each have a, they, they now know what their shared purpose is. Which is the whole balanced, right, right. on the, they're going to judge everybody, the heart being whole, all of that. Well, and that's... They right. come, they've come to terms going, okay, 
Well, that's what sets up episode six for me. Uh, that's that's really interesting because his heart is only balanced once he lets go of Steve. Like once Steve sacrifices himself, but but then he it he balances. Goes, yes, yeah. But they tell him but himself personally only, he's, he's not, only yeah. half he was only halfway there. Yeah, great. You're in balance, which is a theme of the show as well as souls. Right. So and I guess it's your soul being in balance with yourself, if not shit's fucked up so yes I think it took both of those things because at first at the very end of five he went away and I'm thinking okay he wants to go back so bad that that's going to balance everything out we're good we're moving forward no he needed to do them both well and that's and that's part of the thing he needed to let him go first he's balanced in the underworld but him personally he's not balanced without Stephen. Correct. Which is why... He needed to let go of him first and the whole, like, losing someone, yearning, blah, blah, blah. He needed to go back. Once he realized that that person was gone, oh, shit, I really need that person. You don't know what you miss until it's gone. I think that was a Motley Crue song, maybe. (laughs) But it's apropos, right? Yeah. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Or was that White Lion or something like that? You don't know what you got till it's gone. Gone, gone, gone. It's got to oh, be Motley Oh, I know Crue. the song, but... Um... Yeah. Never mind. So that's what they did. They did a Motley Crue. I'm telling you, it's fucking Motley Crue. And I'm when... going to play... I can't... We can't play the song for legal reasons. Yeah. But... So that's what it was. Yeah. That's what had to balance him out. Oh, we were both wrong. Cinderella. Oh, I apologize, Cinderella. I do. I apologize. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Was, anyway, could, but you know, you, at I least mean, we didn't say like Skid Row or something like that. We were, no, yeah, we were I forget the what their ballad was, but oh, I, it was sixteen in life. That wasn't the ballad. That was the. You sure? That was the deep hard rocker, but they, but they had their, but but that's a conversation okay, for another time. We'll get yeah. way deep. Yeah, because anyway, got every rose has thorn, and you got. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was trash. It's all about the deep cuts. Go back and listen. Anyway. Anyway. Which so were... he didn't know what he had until it was gone. Right. Which, I guess that was the beginning of six. Because five literally ended when Stephen turned to sand. Stone. His soul was taken. Right. That's how it ended. Yeah, that it's was just, fine. It's just, it's just melded, meld, melded, meld, whatever. And that, and that storyline at the beginning of episode six picks up where, again... He's in the wheat Mark's, field, yeah. and he's in the paradise of, what do you keep saying? DeWitt? Well, the... DeWalt? The Duot is the, is like hell. And then the field of reeds, that's their Valhalla. Okay, got it. That's heaven. So to speak. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew what you meant. Um, Good and bad, whatever. Right. So, um, and then, uh, so when he realized, but like, that's what I thought was like funny was there was a couple of quick lines in that. So when he goes and finds Stephen again, right. And he turns to stone, but then they, you know, meld over their heart and the door opens. Um, but what he was saying to him. Yeah. Was basically like, I created you. Yes, but I. I need you. I, exactly. Yeah. I can't live without you. 
Right. You, <laughs> here it is. You complete me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Stephen was like, yeah. you had me at okay. All right. And, um, uh, but there was a point where, like, so when, uh, Tarret breaks the, Thank you. I can never remember. The sand tsunami. With the Valhalla looking boat. Right. The boat of death. But she, she real quickly, throw, it's like the, the, the line written in there, she says something about Osiris being yes. like, so apparently, She's like, like the, the, fuck the, you, Osiris, I can do this, right? Or I thought it was more like it was, Osiris was the one that brought them back. And then she, oh, she comes in to make sure that they safely make it through the door so that Mark can return back to his body. So Osiris was the one. That yeah, opened that the opened door. Opened the door and said, and "Okay, light, you figured yeah. it out. You're now yeah. one. You've come to terms with each other. Let's go kick some ass." Yeah, I can get down with that. the The whole time, and, and Jesus Christ, that sounded like an entire movie, right? Yeah, that was like seven and a half <laughs> minutes. Fuck. Because then we get Layla. I think yeah. that's her name, right? Yeah, it's uh, Layla L. Fowley. She's she's an Egyptian superhero. Is right. what she fucking is. So she's apparently named after a Clapton song, so <laughs> which was named after a dead kid, right? That's not the song you wrote for no, a dead that, kid. I'm sorry. That was Tears in Heaven. Okay, that was a really bad joke. Yeah, we'll cut that out. Maybe. <laughs> oh no, we're leaving it. Out. Okay, good. Um, sorry, Eric, and Tears son. in the Sun. Um, um, <laughs> Layla. Right. Decided to become ninja. Yeah. So she. So here's the. Here's my question. We got so, shades of her fighting ability before, but. Right. Like we knew she was a badass. And yeah. She left with them, and then, um, Harrow decided to show the entire world what he was trying to do. Yeah. Which was take souls. I guess he turned into Stormbreaker slash staff, while Mark was, and Steve were still in the underworld. Yeah, they were still they were still doing it because that's what I say. So in episode five, there's a point where they're on the on the boat, right? And you see the souls streaking down from Correct. the heavens. Yep. And uh, and it, what, what what was funny is like some of the you know nerd websites were thinking that was the the snap. snap. Yeah. No. No, no, uh, no, no, and then we find out, yeah, it was just it was from him killing a bunch right, of roadside the, the military and police. Because the timelines were parallel, yeah. even though we were seeing them at yeah. different times. So right, so when she followed them, and he took all the souls in the god chamber. What do you, what do we what would you call that? Well, so he's got to get to the god, yeah, the god chamber to break the statue to get so the, to unleash uh, Ahmet. Correct, and. Uh, but he was they were still in Alexander the Great's room right when it turns into the mini stormbreaker staff exactly with the and crocodile he, and head. he steals souls and then they leave yeah i guess they leave from Alexander the Great's to the other tomb the god's tomb yeah i forget where the where where they ended up so they got to get from wherever like everything starts in Alexander the Great's tomb back to Cairo to the Great Pyramids, and which is where got, the God Room is. Okay. There was just a little time jump that I was like, well, how did she get from there back to Mark? Well, they... Um, she starts out with Mark, and then... 
she leaves, but then she comes and then, back. And then she tracks Harrow. Right. Uh, but no, but then Mark comes to her. Oh, right, because he got brought back to life. Uh, right, he's brought it. back to life, yeah. and Kanchu gives him flight. Got it. And then, because she... Right. Because then when they brought him back, he still wasn't alive at that point. Right. Because he was haggling with her over the Avatar. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Got it. And then that's when... Um, Which I find, like, I understood the term Avatar. Tyrod starts trying to make him the deal. Right. With Layla about... But this episode hammered home the fact that the, even though they're gods, they can't affect anything unless they're in their avatar. Well, they yeah, they, they can't do anything on Earth. Correct. That's what I meant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unless they, we clearly saw that they can, gods can fight each other. Oh, yeah, they other. can fucking murder each other. Yeah. Or try to. Or, you know. Then they've been doing it for... Hump on the pyramid. It was fun. <laughs> um, it was a party. But... Yes, so that's why they all needed avatars. So, like, they hammered that point home. Right, they can't I, affect the human world. Because I was like, well, why can't avatar? these motherfuckers just do their thing? But they need an avatar to do their business on Earth. Yeah. Which is also the only way you can kill them. Correct. Okay, so they're haggling over... Although, I mean, like, like there were, like, there's... But there's two separate things. There's, there's the god existing in their avatar... And then what they were trying to do when they fought were um, after the big fight sequence, although we're... We jumped ahead. Yeah, because we got to talk about Layla becoming an avatar. Okay, let's And becoming that. completely awesome. Well, that's why I was trying to figure out, like, the whole avatar... The gods can imbue magical powers or... Upon, but they their need... Their avatars. They need but, permission? Yeah, the avatar has to accept. Which is what's Which was set up. established up up front. Right. Okay. I knew that. Like we we saw it in episode five with the flashback to when Mark yeah, is about to die. Episode one was it one or two where we found out that Mark had to give himself up. Yeah, I mean like he talked about it but we didn't know but and then you see in episode five like right. he's that, on the like death door and he's like to survive. He agrees with Kanchu. So they, they cleared, yeah. they cleared that. And they answered episode, that question. Yeah. And then episode six, you see Harrow completely do the give same thing. Up. Yep. Which is what. And Layla negotiates. Layla does do. the same thing with. Say her name? Uh, Harate. Tawaret. 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 Or if you say it fast, like Tawaret. 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 Sort of. Yeah. Tawaret. Sure. Tar wet. The fucking hippo, as Steve so eloquently said. <laughs> hippo! Hippo! <laughs> so, Layla f- fights with her. She's like, only temporarily. But she gets hooked up. Who knew that that hippo, Tal wet, was a badass? How wet. Well, at least an avatar form. I kind of wish she came in and was a like a giant one, like the rest part of, of the God fight. Yeah, oh, that been uh, fucking yeah. Amazing. But uh, but yeah, like the hippo would win. We said like yeah. So Layla as the avatar of Tauret. Tauret. <laughs> um, I it's uh, I thought I I I wonder if there was any kind of thing of like among like the production crew of like. 
we know how bad Wonder Woman looked in her winged, you know, her eighty four suit, and they're like, okay, we're we're gonna make that look better. So they went like this. Falcon was dope. Yeah. Wonder Woman was cool, but it could be doper. <gasps> Let's marry <Yeah>. them. Okay. <laughs> and then she's got, but she also has like the Valkyrie swords. Yeah. That aren't necessarily connected. Because she used the swords, daggers, whatever you want to call it, independently. The, the, I right, noticed yeah. the wings weren't there, but... The wings provide the daggers. But the daggers... But then the daggers are, like, detachable from the wings. Correct. Exactly. And then, and then she can pull the wings together to... Become not only Captain America. ...repel energy, but then expel the energy back, like, like Wonder Woman's so she, bracers. Yeah, because she's not... Um, taking sucking the power in she yeah. is just i am immediately reversing this power upon you and it were it, it was and she's also and a badass fighter hand-to-hand yeah. combat well and and With i will super say this strength we're again going back to episode five uh particularly go, you know re-watching a couple of the key scenes and then when they brought ahmet to life oh the Thankfully, they did pay for the special effects, and that like it didn't look, it didn't no, look bad. I was no, no. Actually, it was none fine. of it was cheesy either. Like no, but like the hippo, so, like, like all of the smoke, all of the afterworld, like the whole Moon Knight costume changes, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, no, that's the one thing, which is probably why the seasons are shorter and the episodes are shorter. But they don't. They yeah, they spare no expense. But it, it, I mean, I'm I, I just keep thinking like with, with like the hippo. Oh, the hippo! You kept like they they went so small on it, like her ears wiggled. Yes. Like yep. you know, at odd points. Yes. And uh, there there there's a point in like episode five where she's getting ready to read off. From the little like cards she had rolled up. Oh yeah, yeah. And she actually like the hippo licks her lips. It. And you're going like to to get into that detail, and then you look at it, and it doesn't like there's pores and like right. You you can see like small hairs and shit. Like like you went you went all out on the CG. And the the costume was still, God, it was so detailed and intricate. Yeah. And then they move that to, did did we ever find out if it was a different actor? Like who's playing hippo? Uh, Antonia Salib. So she, there is an individual it's just voice. Yeah, yeah. They're not playing the. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the woman playing Layla, in some you know costume. Yeah, oh, that would have been dope. Um, it doesn't matter because Layla, she voiced Layla too. Yeah, and they were exactly. arguing with each yeah. other. They weren't even arguing. They were just, ah, oh, this is what it looks like. <laughs> it was so stoked. Layla would not so much until she figured out what did, what did the the hippo said. But I have a costume. Well, and we'll we'll get to that when we get to the ending of it about how those contracts work. But here we go. So tell me more about this. How's this going to work? <laughs> but there, I mean, how, how are we going to do this? And that it's that. That was the coolest part to me was when uh, how they visually represented how Mark now that Mark and Stephen are coexisting, coexisting. 
and how they seamlessly transfer. And like now you understand why they had two different costumes. Right. Because they were even talking. He was like, wait till I show you. What did he call it? Our new tricks? Yeah. Or no, is that when he said I'm jazzed yeah. to show you our new tricks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> this motherfucker. Can, can we? We're just going to take a moment to gush over Oscar Isaac. Because this mother, this cat. Well, I, he is so good. When you, when you started, like particularly with like episode six, when he's in the same cut, right, going between Mark and Stephen, and you know, I'm I'm sure British people would be like, well, you know, like you know, the accent's not that it's great. It's trash, right? But to us, it's like, I it, to do and like that's where I was thinking was that if they brought in that third personality and he was like, hey, fuck you, and you he, he he turns out to be, well, we'll get to that. It's great. I didn't even recognize him until the very end. Yeah, like the the couple of times, and I know they barely showed it, but spoiler alert, it's awesome. But yeah, he uh, he's so good. Like he really he flexed some serious acting muscles. Yes, in that, he in, did in episode six. Which he, then what would, would only stand to reason is that eventually the three main and then and clear and as we've read up there's there's other personalities upwards of twenty or something. So you you could see like if he gets control of all the personalities, you could have this whole flux of like he's a one man Avenger crew like uh, James McAvoy in Split. Yeah, that's or, the only other thing that I can think of where it's like another character, or maybe what like Doctor Strange is eventually going to be, like where he can phase oh. in and out. So of we haven't different, seen that because yeah. he's going to be playing a bunch of the actor. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. I think it's Batch. Who it cared? is Batch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's just it's it's like one of the most British names yes, ever. Created. I wanted it to be like Eastern European. No, I know he's British. I know. I just tried to pronounce it. We got one minute. So okay, gotta... one minute left. We're going to speed through this. So. Well, as in any Marvel thing, they they went out on the end, but then they, so they good decide guys... to you know, be kind and not murder Harrow. Correct. Up... So they finished it back in the asylum, but what Mark... What we think, yeah. Well, well oh what yeah they've yeah, been yeah, showing yeah. us yeah. but mark and steve basically say we know what the fuck's going on right you're not fooling us anymore because they see harrow bleeding from his feet oh you know why he's bleeding from his feet right because he's paying his penance by walking around in the glass. fucking glass yeah. so they figure that out only to come to so he wants them to kill harrow right right and they were like, Kanchu wants to, yeah. Yeah, Kanchu. And they were like, no, no, dog, we're cool. It's just going to be a vicious cycle. It's going to be gang on gang violence forever. And Kanchu willingly says, okay. Yeah, and just very simply goes, sure, <laughs> okay. And then the, then the big, and then it ended. Yeah, and we were pissed. And we were like, wait a minute, everybody <laughs> lives. We don't know what the fuck's going on. What? I mean, we knew there was going to be a cutscene, but you don't know what the cutscene's going to be. Yeah, but it just ended at a very awkward time. 
It was just very yeah. convenient. Like, oh, look, everybody lives. Steve and Mark are one big happy family. Yeah. Harrow's alive. A, a more extensive wrap up, and it's just like. Hoosiers. Right. Like, what? And I was I was legit mad. And then they, it wasn't just a normal, like, 90-second no, filler. It was, it was a couple like, of minutes. Yeah. It's like two, three minutes. And they, they put a nice bow on it. Yeah. Right? Like, here's how we're going to get out of this corner we painted ourselves into, because now we're going to finally... Revealed the third personality who's been locked in the sarcophagus. Well, we didn't even know that. It's like you think Harrow's about is going to escape this asylum from some other, you know, either magical entity or like some, or maybe his disciples. Nope. And, and he's the whole setup is genius. Yes. In that, like, first off, you don't see the face of the guy wheeling him out. Nope. He's thrown into a limousine. So you're thinking maybe it's going to be like, you know, one of his disciples. Kingpin or something like yep. that. It could be anybody. Like, I hear you're powerful. I want you to work for me. And you no, know, it's Kanchu in the suit. Yep. But the necktie suit. We're looking at you. Steve. And We're looking at you, Stephen. And uh, I mean, clearly Kanchu liked the style. And he said, <laughs> go ahead. What? We're, so what? Well, like, no, we just, I can't kill you. you. Yeah. But this guy can. But he can. And then that's that's our what it's two reveals in once. One one is the physical reveal, which is Which is uh, John Lockley? Jake Lockley? Hold on, I got it right here, motherfucker. Yeah. No, I don't have it here. It's just <laughs> Jake Lockley. That's fine. It's it's pretty close to Paul Luckless, so um, Which is never mind. Go Jack Lockley. Jack, who even better. Jack Lockley, who is a rough, tough cab driver. Right, but that apparently speaks fluent Spanish. Right, that was Which, Spanish, right? Yeah. Okay. So, the, but either the, Spanish or Italian. So, so he kills Hara. But the biggest, the the biggest reveal in all of that is, Conchu still controls one of the personalities. Yeah. Which is why he was willing to give up the other two. Well, Which is why, and then they had the blackout, and but, but that it explains the blackouts. Sure, and why they and why they and why the other personality was locked in a sarcophagus and not just in a room, and so nobody can get to him. Yeah, because that's Conchu's. That's his ace. Yeah. Well, for now, and there's like. 17 other ones at this point right which would would, would indicate that he has control over plenty of yeah a yes. plenty of marks person but at least now we know where these personalities came from yes. and that's what i was saying is it was like so there's there's this horribly violent one that Kanchu holds on to so which the is where why is because mark right, is a mercenary so, right yeah steven's docile so where is where's jack well, so yeah, Jack. In this case, is that we we know he created Stephen to cope with his mother. So right. perhaps Jack is the one that he created to cope with the murder that he was committing. So that's why Jack is much more hardcore. Oh, so Jack is the hardcore murderer. Yeah. And Mark is just stuck in the middle, going, "I can't do any of this. I am a completely broken human being and soul. This is my docile side. This is my murder side." Right. So, or or in this case, like when they're in the. Uh, 
again back to episode five when they're in that uh, lunchroom, and, oh, yeah. and he's looking at the dead people he's killed, and he goes, "They were all criminals." But then you know we all know that he's killed people. Yep. Which could even be Layla's dad, but yeah, we don't know if that still hasn't been addressed. But that could have been the other personality, and then right. he's he's projecting one because he that. said, "Well, I wasn't there." Right. Oh, it could have been the other personality. He really did kill Layla's. Yeah. It was Jack, yeah. Alright, we're gonna end on that. If you need a change in your condiments, go to the gdsauce.com and change the way you think about how you eat. From their signature goddamn sauce to their ghost pepper sauce, they have everything you need. So stop using the same old boring condiments and boss up. We're in some weird, like, lull where... Oh, shit's about to get real. Yeah, like, we're we're, kind of, like, searching for stuff to talk about on the Nerdcast, but then eventually it's like we're not going to be able to stop, so... I have to sneeze. (laughs) Excuse me. I didn't cover my nose. Fucking mess. But I'll start off with this. What I thought was really funny was, like... The preview for the Weird Al movie made it to like CNN. I know, like it caught fire. It made it every, and it's a Roku show. Yeah. What does that even mean? Define Roku show for me. I think you know they're trying to get in on like the Apple Plus game and stuff like that. Where do they have know. their own like? I mean, they I do. know yeah. Roku is Roku, but I thought it was just like a housing unit for other apps. No, they got their own little like mini streaming service. But I mean, I I, I think it's been like kind of like you know Paramount Plus. Like they get shitty B movies and stuff like that. Well, now they've got Weird Al. Yeah, which you know it's not a bad idea because you're going for like a built-in audience mm-hmm. um, that might already own roku so they're like well shit i get this for free um yeah it's a very specific audience built in but they could also make a shit ton of money by you know leasing it out to netflix or amazon or whatever so um you get the daniel ratcliffe fans yeah i hope it's good well I'm, i'm also secretly hoping that elvis is good oh it's not gonna be I know. Um, I know it's not. We can come back. We okay. can come back. We can come back around on that. Oh wait, there's a trailer that's de- de- debuting, debuting during uh, Doctor Strange. So the um, you know what? Go ahead. What is it? We're so with like the Weird Al. We'll stay here. Preview is so this isn't like you know he's Weird Al's done like multiple things, and I I just or and I don't mean that. I mean like in terms of. Didn't he write for movies? No, I mean, he... So when... Uh, I meant music. No. Um, oh. I mean, he's always been like a parody artist. Well, I knew that. But, uh, like, he, he did his own documentary about himself. Um, Is that UHF? No, this was before UHF. It was Seriously? Called, it was called The Complete Owl. How have and I not seen that? It was... Because uh, it was... It was buried deep in like VHS or it's like, oh, like I'll I'll say this in Nashville, you could not find it at Blockbuster, but you could find it at Tower Video. I thought you were gonna say Major Video. No. Yeah, I know Tower Video. Um, I think I still probably own video games from those stores. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
He's well, and and even too, you take a more mainstream thing like when he did his or when they did the behind the music on him. Yes, like everything he he doesn't take himself seriously. No, so with not like, at all. And that's clearly what you see in this is that. I mean, they probably will put up some big dramatic thing that never, ever happened because... I, that, that's what my first question was. Like, how do they make it... Where is the dark period? Well, the thing... He, he has had that, but he does He won't ever let that be out there. Like, there was a point... I forget if it was, um, like... <laughs> Two of his kids or one of his kids like died in a horrific car wreck. Oh, I thought you were gonna say he was addicted to meth or something. No, like I mean, he's as as well in that that was one of the fu- always one of the funny parts about like the complete owl. Like growing up watching it was there there were a couple of like drug references, but instead of like drugs, it was like what he would do on like. Um, on Al TV on MTV, it would yeah. be like, instead of like snorting cocaine, he was trying to cram a Twinkie up his nose. Or snorting Smarties. <laughs> yep. So those things have happened. Or ants looking at you, Ozzy. And the thing is, is that he he will never do anything too risque because he knows he knows what his core audience is, well, which yes. is a, a it's young boys who like fart jokes. Well, and he's, then, he's telling dick jokes in music. Yeah. And then grown men who want to go back and revisit that. Right. Because when I saw which him. Like, which is like us. Yeah. Well, like when I went to go see him live, uh, as far as I can recall, there was not one woman in sight. Of course not. And it was like a bunch. I, I went on my 30th birthday, me and my brother and one of my good buddies that I was uh, working with back in Nashville. We went to see him at the Ryman. Oh, my God. And. Um, it, it it was hands down one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. I mean, like whole top to bottom, like production. He had the fat suit for fat, like that oh, inflated, right. and uh, he put on uh, Star Wars outfits to play. So he went full Broadway. Yeah. Um, well, no, he does that every show. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't. Re- I've never seen him. So. And he he is that good at the accordion. Um, like that's just not made up. So, anyway, like if that's on your radar, if he ever like if he ever comes to the singer, like oh no, going. we're going. Yeah, yeah. Um. But anyway, it was my favorite part though about that. Uh, I mean, there's so <laughs> many great things like in that like in between his costume changes. They play clips from UHF, and like the whole audience is going along with it, like it's Rocky Horror Picture Show. But I was wondering how they did that. So, costume changes yeah. and stuff. And uh, he does but, it like Madonna. Yeah, but like his or share. <laughs> normally, when people play at the Ryman in Nashville, they come out and like it's an honor to play here. Where and they rattle off like, Bob yeah, Dylan, yeah. Uh, who gives or, a shit? You know, uh, you know, Minnie Pearl. Where, where they Whatever. used to do the Grand Ole Opry. I, I Weird that. Al comes out and he goes, it's really an honor to play on the same stage where Hoobastank played. And you're going like, like he totally like sucked everybody in in like two seconds and then was <laughs> like, oh yeah, remember this shit band from the 90s? Yeah. They played here too. <laughs> so this isn't that hallowed of ground. Like, oh, you're fucking fantastic. But anyway. You that sucker. Like that was... Back to this, like, I love the casting of Daniel Radcliffe and that he's, like, this, you know, nerdy teen hot throb. 
heartthrob in that and that clearly kind of looks nothing like him but no. you you throw a wig and a mustache on anybody in a hawaiian shirt it's like oh that's fucking weird out i've seen him in he was in this movie where he was stuck in the jungle by himself daniel ratcliffe and like shit was moving under his skin it, anyway it's based on a true story yeah what i'm saying is he, he can he can play stuff other than Harry Potter and I could totally see him doing this. He also was on a comedy on TV. Yeah. Where he played a goofy character. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, what was that name of that? Name? I will say this what what sold me on it before the preview was um <laughs> what kind of made the rounds was there was he was promote or Daniel Radcliffe was promoting another movie and uh and the and the interviewer goes like, you know, like what's the most valuable thing that you know that you have and i forget who the actress was sitting next to him but they you know they they, they kind of look at each other and they're like how how are you going to answer this and the actress it might have been sandra bullock but it was something like you know like oh, perfect like the joy of children's laughter and, and stuff like that you know something like non-tangible and like daniel radcliffe is just goes like oh i feel like a piece of shit and she goes like why and goes like because it's an actual physical thing. And they go, he well, said that. Yeah, and he's like, well, they're like, well, what is it? And he's like, well, I just finished doing this movie uh, where I'm playing Weird Al in his biography. And it was like, at the end of filming, Weird Al gave me one of his accordions. And like, that's the greatest thing I've ever gotten. And I was like, that you recognize that. Like, that, like. Well, he prefaced it by going, I feel like a piece of shit because it's something tangible. Yeah. But then when you describe it as Weird Al gave me one of his accordions. Correct. Like, I'd fucking shit my pants if he, that ever happened. Here. Yeah. So that means Weird Al. Yeah, he called him Weird Al. Al was instrumental in the movie? Yeah. Like he, okay. No, I mean, he's, he controls everything that's, about him. That's though. what I figured. That's what I figured. Yeah. He's, he's trademarked his life. His yeah, name, his likeness. I, you know, I don't, you know, and like eventually, maybe that's the story to do is like how neurotic, right? He is about like no, 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 like it the Andy Kaufman like yeah. story where everybody goes, oh, we knew he was weird, but holy yeah. fuck, exactly. Yeah, they need to do that with Weird Al. God damn it, can't wait. Okay, that's gonna be fun. Next, not next, but you know, and other glorious. Glorious. You're gonna talk about Picard, goddammit, who also happens to be in what, uh what? Doctor Strange. Yeah. I think um, it's, it's been confirmed at this well, point. Well, so so what Oh wait, real quick before we get there. Yeah. The movie, the the trailer that they're showing before Doctor Strange is the Avatar. Oh, okay. So well The Way of the Water. Real quickly with that. Okay. Um Let's do this. I have a lot to say about Avatar. It's clearly not going to be as good as it's How been built it up. How can it be? Like, I mean, it's just... The name of it is The Way of the Water. Well, not even that. It's like, like he took so long for it. And so now you have... I mean, it's like Game of Thrones. Yep. There's no way you can live up to it. And, God, I can never remember her name. Zoe Saldana? No, it was... It was maybe it was her. Who was... Quoted as saying, oh. "I'm I'm nervous about it coming out," which is, you know, it's been so long, it's been delayed so many times. I can't wait to see it. People are going to think it's or, awesome. 
or not even that. I mean, it's like it's like shit. It's like, like Phantom Menace. It's it's all right. this shit. It's like when people have enough time in their imagination to create the own their own story. Yep. It never lives up to what you. Even want. though this could, this is clearly going to be a completely, it has to be a completely separate story. Yeah. But same actor, so it's the same. I mean, I liked Avatar, but I wasn't one of those people that dressed got, up as him. Yeah, got like, like sucked into it. I no, mean, no, no, no. It's a fucking hippie movie. Is all it is. <laughs> I'm not fucking lying. I mean, uh, Giovanni Ribisi said it the best. Fucking hippies worshiping trees. Just give me the uh, obtainium. So, what are they? I mean, what are they gonna do for three hours? Well, the it's been pretty. I've seen the pretty. The thing is, what I'm really curious about is Disney has invested so much money into this. And oh, that, I've been to the park. The park's yeah. beautiful. But it's like, is this gonna? Because like, they were John Carter was supposed to be like this. Correct. So. I and mean, that was trash. Yeah. So this this is one of those though. They've already done so much with it. Dude, it doesn't, doesn't he have matter. Like two or three more filmed. Yeah. And so they're going to have to do. No, no matter whatever the public response is, they have to fucking eat this mm -hmm. and keep it going. And you know, maybe it'll be one of those where the theme park is. Well. My just, thing is, I'm not trying to raise my expectations about it. So I could actually no. fucking enjoy it. I remember. So that's why I watched, so when I went I watched the first one twice, and that was it. It's like, I'm not You haven't gonna, seen it again? No. I oh, mean, God, I've watched it probably like 700 years. times. Yeah. The first time I saw it was that brand new IMAX 3D yeah. shit, and it was fucking beautiful. <laughs> and the 3D was insane but then i watched it back and i was like yeah it's a pretty basic story yeah it's hippie shit no, I mean, like it is a epic, good movie epic yeah. as fuck the kids love it wife loves it seen it a billion times but they're just like it's hard to follow up movies like that blade runner did a decent job but i think Wait. that was more on the director yeah well and that's the thing is that they handed it off to somebody else. Right. Like, this is, you got the same guy, but he's waited, I mean, how many years? It's like 15? No, I saw I saw an article. It's been, it hasn't been that long because... Is it like 10? The wife It's over I, 10 years. It's at, right at 10 years. Yeah. So, like, this month or something. I'm trying to think if there's any, I mean, anything other than the ones that we've already Terminator, maybe? Terminator 2? But that was... That was like 85 to 92-ish. But like Terminator 2 is so much better. But that's what I'm saying. That's the only other thing that I can like think of that's been... Like the story is so much better. That was the giant yeah. gap between 1 and 2. But the thing is, is that the special effects on Avatar, the original oh, Avatar, were amazing. They were fucking so out of this like world. It wasn't like James Cameron's got a wait for it's not like t2 where you had to wait for the technology to catch up with the idea correct this now is it's like, like he 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 was trying like he's he wanted control and it's taken this and he long. was like maybe technology's gonna get better and i want to wait and like it just all this fucking shit it is but i mean like cgi's kind of plateaued a little bit I mean, it, it is and so it, it like, like there's only so much you can do to get it and I think part of it too is is that there there were those people of like let's wait, build anticipation. 
we can make five theme parks out of this. No. But nope. the problem is going to be is that if it... Now, again, granted, he's done nothing else. So No, well, that's the thing. He hasn't done anything in that time. But that's also a problem when directors and producers get in that mode. That right. Like, yeah. I'm going to do the same. You, They're you not mean practicing like Michael outside. Bay and Transformers? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're and doing the you're same have, fucking movie yeah. over and over and over. They just and even, drop Mark Wahlberg in the middle of it. And, and even like, the movies outside of that, that yeah. time, it was all like, look, it's like lens flares. Yeah. Let's and do the f- fifth bad boys. Yeah. Like, no, I don't no. need all that shit. So we'll see. Uh, we got on a crazy. We, yeah. No, I mean, that's fine. We got the time. Yeah, we do. Well, but but so awesome. we, we have this amazing convergence about to happen. Oh, my God. So we have, so I'll talk about the convergence first and then I'll do my review. Okay. So we have, well, no, so like these are three things coming together. I hope. All, all in some way, shape or form. I know the definition of convergence. Are, well, no, I'm just saying, I'm or it's like, they're, they're all in some way related to Sir Patrick Stewart. Well, he's the fucking goat yeah. at this point. <laughs> well, no, 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 he's up there with like... James Gandolfini and Oscar Isaac. Well, and the, and oh wait, if Ethan Hawke can get this year moving can. beyond, and who who else? Paul Giamatti. Thank my you. Friend. I don't know why I said. You know why I said the, the teen sex symbol, Paul Giamatti. Um, I, I went with the elder, fat Italian <laughs> sex symbol. Go ahead. So, um, Picard is about to end. This Thursday. So the second uh, season, but ten episodes. It's um, been that long. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, so um, apparently the Star, the Star Trek Paramount world has finally figured it out of like, oh, when we finish one of these series, let's start the next one. Bingo. So when disco- but, but they've also done it very beautifully where the last episode times with the first episode. So when Discovery ended... I was going to say that ended, right? On the same same release day, Picard started. So you got oh. two episodes at the same time. So you time. didn't even have to wait the week. It was right. like, okay, yeah. here, now you can think on that, but yeah. guess what? Mm-hmm. There you go. Just so, gonna... and, I'm, we're, and so what's going to happen this Thursday is Picard ends, and then Strange New Worlds starts. So which one is that? So that's the prequel to Captain Kirk. Where it's and this is season one of that, like it's the series premiere. Yeah. Now there are two two actors and characters. uh, Boy, there's several characters that are going to be reinvented from the original series, like the first number one, first yeoman. uh, um, uh, I forget her last name, but like the blonde yeoman from the original series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Who you talking about? The original captain of the Enterprise, Captain Pike, who okay. made a cameo in season two of Discovery. Same, same actor as, then? Again, yeah. It was the same guy? Okay, Which cool. is uh, the, uh, Anson Mount, who was the um, uh, Bohannon from Hell's Own Wheels, the cowboy from Hell's Own Wheels, if you ever saw that show. Um, I, I didn't watch enough of it, but I should know. CM Punk was on Mayans this, last night. Go ahead. Actually, he kind of looks like CM Punk a little bit. Um, That's probably why I said that. Um, and then, uh, again, from second season of Discovery, the guy who played a young version of Spock, he's going to be coming back, which is actually, he's Ethan Peck, who is Gregory Peck's grandson. 
So there's all this film history oh, with that. Oh, Gregory Peck's um, grandson. Yeah. That is going back deep. Deep, yeah. He actually looks like him a little bit. And, Does and, he? And, and sounds like him when he wants to turn it on. So, like, those are those are the two key things. And then uh, Rebecca Romaine yep. is, was number one, which is the second in, in command. She doesn't have, as of right now, she doesn't have a real name. Um, really? So everything's going to be about uh, the Enterprise. So there's several this parts. This is right out of Academy Enterprise, like the beginning of Enterprise? No, or so this is. a year or so into it. So it's the Enterprise before the Captain Kirk crew comes on. So okay, the original I don't know series how much time there was between Pike and well, well, so the pilot of the original series was with Captain Pike, okay. and it tested so poorly that they recasted Captain Pike <laughs> to Captain Kirk. Yeah, with Shatner, and then Captain Pike came back. And you usually see the trope. He's in that like black box, and he's all yeah. like disheveled, yep. and he's got that like beep. He's doing Morse code to talk. Um, Plus so, the incarnations they've had of him since. Yeah, well, no, J. I mean, J. Abrams. That's right. Yeah, there was the Bruce Greenwood one, yep. and then and then now there's the Anson Mountain. So this is going to be eventually. This series is going to end with what? Kirk taking over Shut and up. leading They're gonna into bring it the, all the way to Yeah, cuz uh as far as it is right now the only, other than Spock who of course he's he's Vulcan so he lives for hundreds of yep. years. Uh the only other one is um Uhura is a cadet in the show. Oh, okay. So she's not the full communications officer. So she's just she's starting out as a trainee. And so, she's an apprentice at this point. She yeah, just got much. out of college. Actually, yeah. she's it's her senior year. She just got she's out got of a, Starfleet Academy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's her senior year. She's doing yeah. an internship. But the the big thing about the show Good is is that it's not going to be, it's not a series. It's an episodic show. So oh. each episode is going to be unconnected from the other one. Really? Which, you know, also means you'll probably get, like, you know, the season finale will be a two-parter or something like that. Like a to-be-continued yeah. old school? Yeah, exactly. But Who every, shot yeah. JR? So they're going back to original TNG, original series, Con, where, uh, like, everything procedural. is... Procedural. Yeah, everything. Yeah, that's yeah, how the episodic first... Episodic TV. That's yeah. how the uh, OG series works. Right, exactly. Which is... You know, without having to carry over storylines... It's easier to write for. Yes. No, you know, I, I honestly saying it's like, I don't think so nowadays because it's like you have to do an entire story in like 50 or, you know, 50 minutes to an hour versus like, oh, I can save that for like episode six or seven. But, yes. So like everything's no, got to be contained. If, so, you're, if you're good. Yeah. You do the episodic with the background overall. Sure. But like, that's how good. But that's where it's like, that's where this is going to be fun to watch is, and why they have so many new characters is that almost in the first episode, it, you have to establish who Everyone. each character is. Yep. Or at least everybody yeah. on the main deck. You don't have eight episodes to do that. Or and you all this canon yeah. to... Right. Yeah. You can't bring in like weird dude in episode eight and be like,
Today's pod was sponsored by The Goddamn Sauce. Place your orders at thegdsauce.com. Pulpery is a privately produced podcast by Brock Ryder and Ben Grimion. Web design and photography by Beck Ryder. Original music by the Heisenberg Compensators.